0: Welcome to another episode of Talk So Real with Matt Sanzalo, the podcast where I sit down and talk to my friends. You might have thought I don't have any friends after this long summer of uh, being off the uh, the grid, as they say. But things happen. It was too hot to do a podcast, really is what I is what I say, man. And also, you know, getting able, being blessed to be able to travel and do some things this year has been amazing. I've got another uh, series coming up from my hometown. Actually, it's just a few podcasts of some people that I talked to. Who I really, really, really got my start with. Uh, back in the day, and that's going to be coming out on all the uh, networks soon. But right about now, I'm back in Austin. And I'm sitting here with a great friend and hip-hop community advocate, for real, my good friend, Audrey Diaz. Hello. Hey,
1: thank you so much for having me on.
0: Oh, thank you for coming over, for real. I mean, like, <clears throat> we always talk, and we have for years, about the community and the scene here. And one of the things I admire about you so much is... uh you're probably the most supportive human being in the Austin hip hop community as far as like advocating for the music and just the basic support being there and witnessing what's going on and being there to let people know that you care. Mm -hmm. And I think it's amazing. I also think it's amazing that, uh, I'm old now. I don't do as much as I used to, whatever, but I'm like this, uh, able-bodied man who could go do all these things and, I want to talk to you right off the bat about some of the positive work you've done in this community, which is way beyond just hip-hop.
2: Right.
0: We were talking about how Austin is very much so a nightlife city, mm-hmm. and you get out there
2: right.
0: heavily, but you're also disabled right, in a sense. Can you tell me a little bit about your background? I mean, I know you came from the Valley, right. been here in Austin forever, mm-hmm. and you're a very strong music fan and community advocate. Tell me a little bit about yourself. And a uh, little background.
1: um, In terms of what? Like hip hop?
0: Well, I mean, you know, I guess when I was, you know, I know what you've done here in Austin. You know, yeah. like, I, like, okay, I can say I'm this guy who wishes I could take the train to 6th Street, but it stops at 11. Right. Cry for me. Oh, terrible. You mm-hmm. have a whole other set of access or boundaries that you've had to cross, and you put in work to not only not only within hip-hop, you changed, like, city structure. Right. You know? Which, I mean, I think we're being a little vague now. That's why I'd like to maybe start a little lighter with, like, who is Audrey Diaz?
1: Okay. Well, I would argue that all of my advocacy work have, has been because of hip-hop. Yeah. Um. The story that I would like to start off with in terms of accessibility and my work and how it all comes together is... I was letting you know um, that when I first started, this was like 2015, 2016, mm-hmm. um, the metro would only run until midnight. And Now I, the
0: metro is something that comes to pick you up. Mm-hmm, metro you, access. Metro access, got it. Yes.
1: And when I first started in the community, I was really just on the fixed route bus, um, going to shows and just praying somebody would help me get home, which usually somebody would. Um, and so my advocacy work really started when I didn't have somebody to take me home and I was in a really tough situation. You know, I was letting you know that after the community fest at Weird City, I want to say that was 2016. Um, I didn't have a ride and I spent the night at Ken's Donuts. Uh, so the
0: show was at the Spider House yeah. and Ken's Donuts across the street.
1: Yeah. Sorry, I didn't specify, but yes. And, yeah, I spent the night and I and then I took the bus home afterwards. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it was really just advocating for what I wanted and needed at the time. And, uh
0: so for those who don't know, this is a service that you have available to you that you can schedule rides
1: a day in advance before five, yeah. A
0: day in advance before five when you want to get home or want to go out to a club
1: anywhere, anywhere within the city limits within
0: the city limits, okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And back in that year when you talk about having to go to Ken's Donuts, that was a time when Austin had banned Uber and Lyft, like really? turn altern- If you remember, yeah, literally, right? I don't remember. Yeah. Well, there was a time when Austin was not allowing ride shares
1: i mean i remember that because the taxis were advocating for themselves right yeah um but the
0: taxis were double the price not everybody can afford a taxi down <laughs> south side from yeah campus
1: yeah but i just i just wouldn't take uber or lyft in general so really no i mean i had the app on my phone but i guess i just had really uh i was like very insecure with money and didn't have a healthy relationship with money so yeah. i i didn't to me, spending money on an Uber home was like wasting it. You. Know?
0: I hear you. I understand. I mean, no, was, a lot of people don't understand how, uh, especially in an economy like Austin's become, mm-hmm. with all the tech people and the money, like 40, 50 bucks is not, not chump change to everybody. And
2: mm-hmm.
0: young people trying to go out, trying to enjoy. This city, it can be hard enough, you know. The changes. I don't actually remember what years it was that Uber and Lyft were banned from Austin, but I know it was in that time frame somewhere. And uh, <clears throat> it's crazy because, like, I was just in London, mm-hmm. seeing like really great shows, mm-hmm. and they started at eight. They started. The shows pr- started. The shows are like at eight, and people were there. Mm-hmm. They were drinking, enjoying themselves. They took the train home. They weren't out. Forced to be out until 2 a.m. to sell the very last drink, Mm -hmm. which is what these venues do on a Monday, Mm -hmm. Tuesday, Friday, whatever day. But they do it on a Monday.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: You want to see some artist, and these bars will hold you in there until practically 2 a.m. to sell every last drink they can.
1: Well, what do you mean? Like you can't leave or they discourage you from leaving? Well, you
0: can leave. You want to see the people you want to see. The headliner is going to go on. Headliner goes on twelve thirty one a.m. on a Monday, Tuesday. People have work. People have lives. I'm old. You can't get the bus. Now you can, I guess.
1: Actually, I never even thought about it like that. But, wow, yeah, you're right.
0: That's what it's like here. Yeah. Most of the places do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most. Most of the venues are like, all right, 10 o'clock. It's going to start at 11. Yeah. I
2: and know. it's
0: going to go as close to 2 as possible till they can serve that last drink.
1: Well, the pandemic changed a lot, though. I, I've noticed there that, are
0: earlier things now, right? Yeah,
1: shows have ended a lot earlier now. Um, because I was letting you know uh, before the pandemic, I really advocated for the Metro to run later because exactly. I live on Riverside, which is, um, you know, full service night owl area. And I would ask the Metro, you know, I live on a night all area, so why am I not getting those same rights? Mm-hmm. And I was telling you the story about how I would shadow Don MC Overlord very heavily when he was alive Um, and he would start very late he would start at midnight and I was telling you the story about how uh, I saw him at come and take it live and he went on at midnight and I was only able to see him for like four or five minutes and I was letting you know that you know back then people would take me home but it was never guaranteed and plus I never wanted to like make people or like have people feel obligated to take me home. I wanted to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. So uh, I guess you could say that I took care of myself, going to Ken's donuts and like having a roof over my head. Um, But it hasn't always been hip hop for me. I I have been working with Fea too, which is um, a Chicana punk band out in San Antonio. And I started trying to work with them even before I was in the hip hop community. Mm-hmm. So when I don't know what happened, it was like 2019 and I really wanted I really wanted to maybe find myself a little more outside of hip hop because
0: I feel like it was before yeah, go ahead.
1: Um also too like we can get into like having feelings for people in community and mm-hmm. how that's like so shunned upon if you're a woman or I don't know I mean, I'm only going based on my lens as as a disabled person, a disabled woman in the community, um, and how I feel like that's so shunned upon to have feelings for people in the community.
0: Well, I don't know about that, but I will say I like to feel needed. I like to feel like I'm doing something that needed to be done. And I always say early on, some of the work that I did, I did it because it had to be done, you know, because it was a feeling that I had. That was like, wow, we have so much potential here. And when you talk about when you really entered into the Austin hip hop community, if you're talking around 2014, 15, which I know was before that, but in that Mm -hmm. era, like there was dynamic stuff happening and there was a lot of change and a lot of things that were really going on here that were pretty exciting, you know? And I think as far as that goes, austin is not that big but it's not that small and right. of course you know there's room for feelings and things you're gonna meet you get close to people it's very easy i mean it's not as bad as it used to be like used to be if you went to heb you saw the same people you saw at flamingo cantina the night before <laughs> yeah you know, like back in the day in austin right, right, yeah. and then it, at whataburger would be the same people you're like i see the same people everywhere i go here now it's a bigger city yeah but it's still a small scene it's still a community we all know each other
1: yeah, I think that's what happened with me is I I had developed feelings for somebody and it it was not working out, it didn't work out, and um or it's not working out now, so um. Yeah, I just followed Fea all around San Antonio, and I slept in water burgers and i slept in uh hotel lobbies and like just trying to do what i can because again like just full transparency at the moment i'm living on disability mm-hmm. so i get 914 a month um and that's not a lot when my rent on riverside living with college three college kids it's still six thirty,
2: mm-hmm. you know yeah
1: so that really gives me only like 200 300 to work with Mm -hmm. um so yeah I mean I was doing what I can and just doing my best to figure it out in my own way and then my dad passed on in 2019 Mm -hmm. so I followed Faya all across Texas on the Greyhound wow from El Paso to Laredo and then uh, back to Austin and San Antonio um and I was just trying to find my way and I'm still trying to do that. And I mean, hip hop will always be a part of my center and what I want to do with the community. My, my goal is to um, write a book with the community. And mm-hmm. when I saw Lance Scott Walker at Book People interviewed by Babu Blakes, um, and, you know, he wrote the book on DJ Screw and he said that he took 20 years. That, that really helped me to see that what I'm doing, because I've been in the community since 2015. Mm-hmm constantly uh maybe not producing written work or anything of the sort but i just right now but i felt like i really had to become a part of the culture a part of the fabric of the unity to be able to be a vessel to tell this to tell people's story
0: well you definitely are you're everywhere you're always in the place and you're like i said one of the most supportive people i've met in this community for sure Mm-hmm. I like that you said you're out with Fea because mm-hmm. hip hop's great, but the punk rock experience is also a whole nother world of really getting in and getting down and dirty and making it happen no matter what.
1: Well, I, I've tried to work with them, but I but with them, I haven't even done a story yet either. So
0: I mean, I'm, but you're building the story. You were on the Greyhound. That's a story.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's really just, it's just knowing that I have community. It was really cool because one time, um, so Ben Buck was having a show at, thirteenth uh, floor I want to say right and then Fea was having a show at Swan Dive. Mm-hmm. So then uh I'm walking with BJ Dollars, um Byron Chambers, and mm-hmm. he and I remember we walked from Antone's first. I, I, I'm sorry I don't remember who was at the Antone show, but we walked from Antone's to Ben Buck show. It was Ben Buck's birthday show and then um, he helped me walk to Swan Dive. And it was cool because when uh, Letty and Jen from FEA, they walked me to the Metro. And it was funny because everybody from Ben's show like crossed the street and met me at the Metro too. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool to see everybody kind of together, mm-hmm. you know, and it made me feel like, wow, I'm, I'm on the right path, you know, and I'm trying to figure it out and I'm trying to do the best I can. And hip hop really gave me that, Uh, I want to say like voice within myself to advocate for myself and to humanize myself because I think with disability and the reason why it's so great that we're on, I guess, should we say on air talking about Mm -hmm. having a conversation? Like I'm able to humanize myself as a disabled person and say, yeah, I've had, I've had romantic feelings for people, obviously, because I'm a human being, but in media and in pop culture, uh people with disability are rarely given that uh grace to be mm-hmm. human and to have a full scope of uh lived experiences-
2: mm-hmm.
0: I mean real talk though yeah I know plenty of people who aren't disabled who sit on their ass and don't do a thing and and let a lot of opportunities pass by them and don't do the certain things and you certainly I mean I admire what you do you're definitely active and yeah I understand what you're saying but Mm-hmm. You've also never been uh, silent about these things. You've always never. made sure to get your your voice out there. And it's like, so you definitely better not be beating yourself up on my show because I know for sure the good that you've done for the community. And, I, I mean, I think a lot of people recognize you wouldn't, wouldn't say a bad thing about you. Thank you. Ever.
1: That means a lot. Also, too, like, I've never... I've never silenced myself with these issues, but like the more and more and more I got into community because when I started Instagram, I want to say like, I don't know, maybe 2018, I started Instagram and I wanted to talk about sexuality and I wanted to talk about uh, womanhood and, you know, everything that comes with being an othered body or an othered personality or an othered way of being. And I was writing very transparent um, reflections and, I don't know if I was being misunderstood or people would take it out of context and it just really became not a safe place for me. I mean, the internet is not a safe place, no. obviously, but I thought it was a safe place for me to just put it out there, you know, and I would for a long time, but then I, but then I would get misconstrued and that's when I just stopped talking about it on social media at, talking really at all on social media, it really, it really centered
0: me. I'm with you. I'm, I'm actually have been there too. I quit for a while. I was like, I can't take all y'all, man. I don't want to hear it. I don't want your opinions. And I mean, I'm lucky that I got into like journalism and things back when maybe someone would write a letter Mm -hmm. to say that was terrible. I would write letters to the Chronicle and other people like you were wrong. (laughs) but Like I did that for sure. But, uh, it wasn't so in, instant and like all these know-it-alls and like for me it's like you know maybe it's a little weird to say I'm sensitive but yeah I am to an extent I don't want to you know I'm like I don't want to hear that you know what I mean you just put in all this work to get all this information and I know for myself when I wrote things especially I triple checked it I I used to call out the editors of magazines on other articles and say look man this is wrong we're living this you got some idiot writing this thing who doesn't live it Mm -hmm. and Now, with the internet, it's just so immediate and so annoying. Like, even someone might say something to you that isn't meant to be detrimental or anything, and you still take it that way because you read it like, What the hell is this? What was this? Who is this? You know, like it's too much. But I definitely understand what you're saying there as far as that goes. Now, mm-hmm. I want to talk to you though, because we have talked about your book for a long time and mm-hmm. what you want to do. I haven't written a book yet, so don't act like I'm not acting like I'm doing something over here, but mm-hmm. I'm telling you, like, I know that you've been really. Assembling a lot of this knowledge and the connections and the, the mm-hmm. people, and you've actually been there and lived it. Yes. Um, One of the reasons we're sitting down today is the other day I saw you at the Ultramagnetic MC show uh-huh. and you told me that you had an opportunity. You were going to start doing like pieces on Austin hip hop yeah. history for KUTX, the radio station here in Austin. Now. That was the idea. Yeah. That was an idea. And then at some point that Is not happening. I'm not going to get it. I don't know all the details, but I do know you said that they're not going to do that now.
1: Well, I also don't know all the details, right?
0: So, but the fact of the matter is, what did I say to you when you told me that? I said, do a podcast.
1: Right. You,
0: writing is a lot, writing is a lot Mm -hmm. and it's harder and it's, not as interesting to people anymore. I don't think we're all sitting right. listening to each other, talk to each other, and it's podcasts or podcasts. You can have one. I can have one. Everyone can have one. And so I think you have the connections. To be honest with you, too, like we have like a roadcaster board here that I got for a good deal in 2020. These things got more expensive as everyone became podcasters. Uh-huh, right. But you can do it. There's people doing a podcast on their smartphone. Yeah. And there's an app called Anchor that makes it really easy that you can put it on and it'll put it all directly onto Apple, Spotify, all those.
1: I mean, we could get into the dynamics of it too, because there, there's so much to say in terms of being, being um, in the public eye and being a professional and being a woman in the community, right? Mm-hmm. And being, I'm, I'm a person of multiple identities. I'm a disabled woman, I'm a Mexican American Um, I'm I'm visibly disabled Mm -hmm. right so there's so many blanket terms that apply to me and it's very vulnerable to be out in community and I think that's why I had such strong feelings for folks in the community because I felt like well if I had a man in the community to help protect me to help be a shield for me then maybe it would be easier to help me move but then I feel like When those things didn't work out or just to be transparent, didn't work out the way that I wanted it to work out. Right. Because we're still friends. You know, this person is so confident to me, Um, but we're not romantically involved. Right. So I just felt like being romantically involved would help me to navigate the community easier, if that makes sense.
0: I mean, having a partner is always nice. There's no getting around that. That's cool. But I don't see you missing much. You really oh, don't miss much, like no, there, and I never you know? will. I never you know? will
1: because um, because I I always had it in my viewpoint and in my heart that that was the best way to be a vessel for the community is to be there. Mm-hmm. You are, you know, people. People are different. There's so many journalists in the community that cover hip hop, but I'm single. I don't have kids. I'm not married.
0: I'm, Those are all pluses, by the way, when you're trying to be a journalist. <laughs> that helps, actually.
1: So, I mean, hell, I'm just I'm just out. And I love being out. I genuinely yeah. love being out and being around people and being around community. It makes me feel like I'm okay in the world exactly as I am. And the great thing about hip-hop and the great thing about the shows is, like, you know, when I started being out in the community more and more and more, and this is just hip-hop. I, well hip-hop culture and just show culture in general i think like there's always going to be a guest list right Mm -hmm. and because i have such limited funds after the rent or in general because i you know we we can get into the dynamics of it i'm not i'm not allowed to have more than two thousand dollars in my bank account
2: Mm -hmm.
1: right so hip-hop and the shows in general people always kind of ask me like why are you out so much or you're out everywhere it's because hip-hop allows me to have a life mm-hmm. what am i gonna do with 300 in austin all fucking months
0: yeah nothing
1: like let's really get into the fact that i'm sorry okay, i like cool. okay so just for full transparency like my knee my legs are like kind of extended but when i like when it's hard for me to have uh get my words out. Like I get Mm -hmm. like spastic, you know what I mean? So like my legs are just full spastic right now, but because I'm so passionate about what I'm saying, like I'm out in the community because the community is able to give me a life and able to give me a social life. And I really want to like tell people that Mm -hmm. that's why you see me out. I'm on the Metro. I'm on public transportation that I have to schedule a day in advance before five. Um, Okay. I don't have to take Uber to a show. That's great. You know, but and then I hard, I do hardly get charged at the door, but when I do get charged, I I do try to pay the full cover. I paid 25 to see Magna Carta the other day, you know, at the Future Front mm-hmm. House, which is great. I ha- I had the money. I'm able to give it. Yeah. You know, I paid $15 to to see uh Meg's film at um also, Future Front Film yep. Festival, and that's great. When I have the money, and when it's in a when it's in a location that I don't know the people at the door, I will help. I will, that, and you're also supporting you know? a
0: nonprofit, right? Who wants to work with people like yourself as well? Future Front is definitely a, a worthwhile organization here, and if you ever want the connection there too, I can help you with that.
1: No, I I know Jane. Like okay. we're we're yeah, good. <laughs> like I mean, come on, hello, yeah. Um, but like it's it's so important to I think I think really a strong point is being so visible in the community and networking is a really strong point um, to my ethos as, as a journalist, you know and I like I like being out and I like being seen and I think it's a form of resistance to want to be seen as a disabled person and not only that, but I like to look good and I think like people are so, I mean, I don't want to get into stereotypes, but we like a stereotype is like disabled people are like almost stripped of their sexuality. And I don't want to say almost stripped of their sexuality. I think the society as a whole really asexualizes disabled folks. And so for me to push back and like be fully authentic to myself is a really beautiful thing. And I'm really proud of myself for doing that.
0: It's great for real. And I mean, do you see things in general changing for the better at all? Or are you seeing any kind of shift?
1: What do you mean in like my personal life or in terms of
0: personal and in general society? as I a mean, whole? I think these conversations are being had a lot more than they used to be.
1: Of course. Right. And to, to get to get to the dynamics again, you know, I let people know that I'm not able to have more than $2,000 in my account. I'm also not able to get married. Because I would be seen as my partner's, um, I guess, what, what, what are you asset Like, I don't I mean, know you, the term. mean, you
0: share your, you share assets yes. and stuff. Yes. But there's, I mean, what well, you're talking about because you're on a, a fixed disability income. Right, right. Now, right. right.
1: Mm-hmm. So I'm not able to get married. I can't even live with my partner because that would be seen as. Common law marriage
0: You are too honest. Why are you so? But, but,
1: let, but, let, but let's really get, cause that's who I am, right? Fuck and it's the man. like, it's like, let's really get into <clears throat> it. And yep. you're going to have me on the show because people need to know what, like what I have built in the community yep. is also, is also helping me to have a better life. It's, it's helping me to, to um, build on my talent as a journalist. Mm-hmm. I'm phenomenal at what I do. And that's a fact. And I will always, I will always stay true to myself, and I'm very talented, and I deserve to have that book out there, and I deserve to have my work out there. It's just that the only opportunity I have gotten in recent light was the story I did on The Observer of Celia Israel.
0: And that was great.
1: And let's be honest, I w- they owe me more than $500, and I wasn't able to get paid because I would be put over my threshold with food stamps. So right now I'm on SSI, I get fourteen a month, and then my food stamp it's, is like 281 a month. And then if I would have accepted that money, I would have gotten over the threshold for for EBT. Hmm. So having two eighty one per month obviously equals more than five eighty four what they owe me, one check. Hmm. And of course I want to write more, but then you know the as far as I know the observer was going to go out of business, and then man, um, I
0: hate to say this, but I was thinking about you because you have no idea how many times that happened to me. Mm-hmm. mag I've been owed money that source picture up there from that source Houston cover. That was supposed to be 3,500 bucks. They went bankrupt after that. I never got that. They, uh, I've had so many times where the magazines or the papers that that's happened. I thought about you when that happened and they made that announcement. Then they came back. Now, listen, they still have money
1: though.
0: Well, you're going to have to get more creative on how to collect it
1: well okay so okay so let's be let's be honest like i did apply for a community producer job with kut i did not get the position because they said i needed more production experience which is great okay let me find it we are doing production experience right now i'm gonna put this on my resume yeah
2: um
1: but so yeah i i really do feel like it's like i was letting my mom know you know being on disability i've been on disability since i was i want to say 25 um and I was letting her know because she's she is overprotective, I think. And she's cautious about me losing my Medicaid and all that. So just to be fully transparent, you're talking, right. you're talking about having Medicaid, which is mostly full coverage. Then you're talking about having your food stamps. Then you're talking about having a little bit of income that allows me to pay my rent in Austin and live on Riverside with three college kids. And, hey, I'm 35 and I'm making it work. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm doing my best. So I'm... I feel like I'm in the position in my life where I know that the only way to help me have a better life is to get a job. That'll help me to, that'll help me to be sustainable, at least in Austin.
0: In the low pay capital of the universe. Well,
1: I mean, I have, I have my degree. Okay. No, I went to UT and I I graduated in 2010 um, with a bachelor's in RTF radio, Mm -hmm. TV film and a minor in journalism. So I'm not without skill and I'm, professional at what I do and mm-hmm. I deserve to get paid for my work and I am gonna get paid for my work it's just about like where where am I gonna go and and how am I gonna fit in the culture of the workplace as a disabled person and show up authentically as I can right
2: you
0: do it everywhere else you go every day right you can do it thank you for sure
1: so yeah I'm just in that mindset of and trying I mean, to figure it out
0: you know I understand that you can't lose your all your benefits over a $500 check that's fine but, right. Uh, Tell them to write that check to your mother. Mm-mm. That's illegal. Okay, well, I shouldn't have said that on the air. You're right. Inclus- but let's
1: be honest, because that that really that shows me that that's what hip-hop is, right?
0: Hip-hop is illegal.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: okay. I didn't
1: think about it like that. No, we're not illegal. We think
0: about ways to get... It. Right. That's what what we had to do the whole way. There were DJs getting arrested for playing hip-hop back in the day, but they didn't stop. They still did it. You know, like we... Got through a lot of things to get to the point where it's such a mainstream big thing. And there's people that are performing at the big arenas now. And there's people doing commercials for cars like that. That wasn't when we were younger, when I was young. Shoot, we wished for all these things and didn't really know what we were wishing for and what it was going to become.
1: So I also want to tell this story, too, because I feel like my introduction to hip hop was in 2015 when I met Bushwick Bill. What? um yeah, I this was this was during South by and I wanted to go because I, I just wanted to go get a burger at Casino Camino. Right. And Bushwick was there with his manager. He was just outside hanging out. And this is before I even started with the hip hop community, because I started this is like South by time. So this is March 2015. I started with the community in um, August of 2015. Um, and do you remember a publication called Red River Noise at all?
2: Yep, okay, definitely.
1: okay, so this is what why FeA comes along because back then, before I got into the hip hop community with the publication overload um so Red River Noise had contacted me to do a story on feA mm-hmm. and that was like before right around that sandwich time uh after bushwick and and also before before. My life changed with hip hop. So, um, you know, rewinding to the Bushwick story, when I met him at Casino Camino, he asked me, he goes, "How do you want to live your life? Good, better, or best?" And him, as a disabled person himself, doing his best to make a life for himself that was larger than life, it made me feel like I could do that too.
0: Wow! So, how come? That's the first time I'm hearing that story. Yeah, that's Bush- crazy.
1: Bushwick was an incredible mentor to me, even though we we didn't really see each other much. Um he helped me to see my life in a different light for sure.
0: That's dope. Yeah. Man, that's really incredible. And rest in peace to Bushwick Bill, man. I yes. always say there's uh much as I love DJ Screw and all the, the people we've lost from Texas, you know. Texas hip hop. There's yeah. so much, but like Bushwick was before everybody. Later, mm-hmm. he was before the Ghetto Boys. Actually, he was before them in the early Ghetto Boys and dancing and at the Rhinestone Wrangler. And he's like, and as a disabled a pinnacle person, of, of this, yeah, he's a,
1: he he helped put disabled folks in a positive light. Mm-hmm. You know, people like you, you just hear so little about this disability being put out in the limelight and. It, Yes, there are disabled models. There's disabled actresses. There's there's disability everywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. It's part of life. Let's normalize it. Yeah. I'm a, like I'm human. I'm a human being. I, I'm i multifaceted. I have different opinions. I have feelings. God damn it. I have, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm sexual just like everybody fucking else. You know,
0: do you know about wheelchair sports camp from Denver? No, no? no. I got a play you some of their music she's a what's oh, a band kaylin is a rapper a producer That's she has great. a she has a uh, and she's in a wheelchair and i can not remember her exact uh but she has like a disease where she's smaller and very but she's the most motivated human being i know an incredible, incredible musician and she has her own community center that she runs and teaches kids how to make beats and That's she so never awesome. stops and
1: you gotta have she's her on.
0: A, <clears throat> I have before I've, oh, okay, I've definitely, i'll send you in some stuff i've done with her but yeah she's lesbian, she gets more ladies than anybody I know. That's great. There's no yeah. uh, no stabbing Kaylin. I want you to, you're going to have to start getting hip to her because she's super yeah. inspiration and mm-hmm. one of my favorite people.
1: But also too, like, like I <laughs> I mean, everybody's different and like it really bothers me when people like bring in the inspirational aspect. Like I don't want to be seen as an inspiration just because like, let's be honest, like it really bothers me when people are like, you're out in the community more than me or you you get around more than I do. Like stop that shit. Yeah. people listening who know me stop just fucking let me be let me be out in the world let me be out in community you don't have to say sh- dumb shit like that because it's stupid like it's. i
0: hear you but i've said that to you because i know myself i'm sitting here on a friday night like damn i should go here and then i'm like eh, yeah, but and I, don't, I don't do it but when you, would know, you like, say that like,
1: to an able-bodied person
0: I've said that to many able-bodied people who are very, uh, very supportive of the scene, and I, I compliment them like, "Thank you for you know being a part of this and for caring and thing." That's important, but no, it is true. I could jump in my car to right now and go go there. You actually yeah. make you do make the extra effort, and it is recognized, and that's yeah. for real. It's true. I mean, I understand your feeling on it too. Like, why even separate you in any way? There's no mm-hmm. way, but it's like, yeah, yeah, we actually do admire you. We do.
1: But there's nothing to admire me about, though. Like, I'm just a person getting around on public transit, and I'm just a person trying to figure out my life and have some dick. God damn it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: I mean, that's how you know, I mean, the first the first person I had sex with, I met in the community. He was a DJ. Yeah, it's important to, like, talk about it and be real with it and just be real with my story about it. Sure. Sure. I, I did not have my first sexual experience until I was 28 years old.
2: Yeah. And,
1: you know, he helped me. He helped me get home. Yeah. And then I had sex with him like a couple of weeks later. And that's fine. That's great. Like, let's normalize that experience. Fuck.
0: I mean, that's a lot of people's experience. Yeah. For sure. Getting home in Austin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: know? I mean, you know, we didn't talk after that much, but fuck, you know, at the end of the day, like he helped me to at least, uh, start looking at myself as a sexual human being, which is my, which is everybody's right, you know.
0: Of course. So, and Madden, you know, you are right. A lot of people don't think about those things,
1: and they should. And I think, like, the book. Of Of course, we we don't know how media is going to change in the next couple years the next five years 10 years 20 years even but i want to in a sense create a a scrapbook in a way with words of real-time experiences of people in the community and also like you know my life sprinkled here and there in the book too because Mm -hmm. it all it all intertwines and it all connects and hip-hop helped me to become such a fuller version of myself
0: well, here's how we bring it full circle. Mm-hmm. You, If you're going to write a book, you're going to need quotes from people, right? You're going to need to t- talk to people, get some interviews. Well, I've and interviewing- I'm sure you've been. Yeah, right? I've been
1: interviewing people since 2015, yes.
0: So what you could do to inspire yourself and to get attention on yourself as far as what you're trying to do is take some of those recordings and yeah. put them out there. Do you record on your phone?
1: I do. You know, and I have had... Some great interviews. Nard. I interviewed Nardwar South by. I interviewed Bumby. I interviewed um, someone from a tribe called Quest as well. Um, so I have a lot of. But you've
0: got all the locals too. Yeah,
1: I have a lot of gyms. You know, I was able to. Uh, I was able to interview Don before he passed away as well. See. So yeah, and I mean, where's that tape? It's on the
0: phone. See, people yeah. want to hear that.
1: Yeah.
0: And I mean, you've got a treasure trove of things that you can I just, do. and I can show you very easily regarding production experience and all right. that, you need less than ever now. It's so easy compared to what it could be. Even And then, you know, when there's there's harder levels to it too. But do you want to put out a podcast? I can show you what to do. And it's very easy. Even through your phone, like yeah. I said, I use Anchor and they make it real simple.
1: Yeah, I ob- obviously think that, you know, the book is a long time coming. And I, I would like, you know, now that I've been in the community, I want to say eight, nine years now, People are people want to see something for me. You know, it's not just me, me going out
2: mm-hmm. and
1: constantly seeing me at shows. OK, well, what's going to come out of that? And like just to get back to it as well and like shed more light into being a woman in the community. Like it's very difficult, you know, I think, to be open and honest as a as a woman in the community, because it's scary. You know, I think people have such a perceived notion of what disability is and what womanhood is and what um. I think people have their own ideas of me. And it's really hard to even break out of other people's lens of my life and say, no, like this is who I am, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think
0: like partly maybe because so much of this is centered around nightlife, that doesn't yeah. help. You know, where it is like in that community, the community has kind of become centered around a drinking situation and a sixth street situation or a party situation mm-hmm. as opposed to like what weird city could have been like that more of a community festival gatherings. You know, like well, I think Austin Mike Exchange was interesting in that sense. It, it That was definitely a community. Yeah, but I think there was like, you know, there's things that happen, but when it's all sort of centered around the party, that doesn't help.
1: But there's also like uh, events that that mirror what Austin Mic Exchange was. You know, now you have the pre-roll, mm-hmm. right? That's the open mic that uh, Jay Soldier does, um, at Flamingo. Well, I don't know if he still does right. it at Flamingo, but I mean, that's not the only one, right? You know? Well, what I'm about saying, Fresh Fridays? You know,
0: right? No. What I'm saying is something that was going was building into something bigger, is into like what that festival should have been.
1: Well, what that festival opinion. was, too, because y'all did have a couple of runs. One. Well, and then the community one. Right, right, right. So right. two.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's hard. This city is a it is a weird city and it is. But how, from, how
1: is it a weird city, though?
0: It's not weird in the traditional sense of keep Austin weird, but it is. It's a transient city in a lot of ways. There is a nice core of people here. But I'm sorry, just like you're talking about, <clears throat> you live off Riverside. Uh-huh. I was just talking to, I talked to people who, who've who moved out to Wimberley. Talked to people who, most of the people I know are in Round Rock and Pflugerville now. That adds 30, 40 minutes on your commute into these shows. That adds this, like, like right. not just people of color, not just this artists, creatives. Yeah. Everyone who's not in this money-making machine is getting priced out of this city. Right. You know? And it's like, there's so much more. So your work to advocate for people to be able to even function more in the community. Like what you do at Metro access, what you are doing with these are like, that's important, man, to give these people a voice and to also, you know, get the opportunities out there. And it's for you, as far as making money, like as far as this podcast goes, like I don't make money off the podcast, but I don't try right now. Yeah, I'm really just kind of doing this to keep my chops up. And I have some ideas for my future that I've got to put into action in these last few years. I had so much family stuff come up. I haven't been able to do a lot of things I should be doing, maybe. But it is what it is. You know, and here we are every day. We get up, make something else happen, do something else, and we come up with a plan. Like, I think you, doing this podcast, people who have never heard from you before are going to hear your voice. People who have heard from you before are going to hear your voice, hear this story, may or may not know some of this stuff. But when you start coming out, like, if you've got stuff in the archives, like Mm -hmm. you just said. Yeah. And you go out three times a week.
1: Oh, I go out more than three times. I know you go out more
0: than three. (laughs) Say you go out three times a week and you have a half hour conversation with someone. Mm -hmm. And you record it. Mm -hmm. And on your phone, it's just a button. Pop, pop, pop. And all of a sudden, your thing is on Spotify. It's Mm -hmm. on all these things. and Then on you taking your social media, instead of being quote unquote vulnerable on your social media, you're being like, here's my new talk with. Yeah. Boom, and that's it. And then fuck being vulnerable and all this other stuff. Like, listen to me. This is what I'm doing because I've got this and I'm giving this to you. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, here, this is what I, I'm doing It, I'm making it happen. And as that goes and as your voice gets known more, yes, you deserve to be compensated for things, but when you're doing it for yourself, that's compensation to an extent too, as far as emotional and just as far as what you're, you know, knowing that you're doing something. And as as people hear you more, because I think that's one of the, things that could be holding you back a little bit too like you do need that platform but in 2023 mm-hmm. I yeah. would much rather have a I mean have a media outlet like KUTX or somebody that's cool that's amazing yeah you know if I could get on something that's I know that you know whatever. what's a mag? I don't even know what a magazine is these days like a <laughs> like a like all-hip-hop or whatever the fuck you know like somebody pitchfork Okay. It's backing you up and you're doing this. Yeah. Okay. That's better because they have more of a built-in thing. But in 2023, none of it matters. You just start it and you yeah. do it. I mean, there's dipshits from Austin on YouTube. I
1: know. That so I, so, I mean, I don't want to say I know, but
0: I'm not saying, I'm not talking about anybody in particular, but I'm saying like, they're doing it every week, making their shows. There's yeah. more than one. There's more than 10. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and what I was, know, I know Shaka and them told me about it before and Harris, uh, Koreshi's told me about, like, the, uh, what's the, Austin Public Access? Mm -hmm. Like, you can go take, like, a class there Mm -hmm. and have a, um, make your own, like, community access show that you could also be putting on YouTube.
2: Mm -hmm. I'm telling this to myself,
0: too. I haven't done it. You know what I mean? But it's all, like, you are the person who uh, could really do that, I think. And you could make one phone call to anybody in this community and say, hey, meet me at the...
1: Thank you, at yeah,
0: the, at the public access thing, we're gonna do this. They'll probably be late. you'll be on time. I know they'll probably be a little late, but oh. just deal with it. you'll be all right. make them tell them to come early.
1: I think too um you know you were talking about people people being pushed out, and that's something that's very precious to me and what I always want to talk to city officials about because when when you think about public transit, I have to say I've been in Austin since two thousand and six i've been and that was, like, the dorms for me at UT was 2006 to 2010. So I've been on my own uh, on Riverside since 2010. And I, I always tell myself, like, I cannot move out of the city limits because I need to take the bus. Mm-hmm. So that's what, whenever city officials were running their campaign, I would always try to let them know don't leave that out of the conversation because there's people on a fixed income and lower income that need to be in the city for city resources, you know, like the metro. Mm-hmm. There's no metro access out in Buta, as far as I know.
0: So did you say you want to talk about stolen elections?
1: About what elections? <laughs> stolen elections.
0: They talk about it on a national level. What about here in Austin? She was robbed, robbed. Celia was robbed.
1: Oh, Celia Israel.
0: See, Israel was robbed. You can't get fifty percent well, of the vote when there is seven morons running, seven goofy people, five goofy people, and two who had a chance.
1: Well, it, I think too, it's a story about being a qualified woman, right?
0: Well, it is, but she they knew exactly what was going to happen by forcing a runoff because she couldn't get because right. nobody could get fifty percent of the vote with seven people or however many it was running. So when they did that, all the white people, which is most of Austin, who were going more conservative, were like, "Oh, my choice is." Is This woman who's also openly gay, who's also very progressive or Kirk, who's already been in this. We already know. Yeah, of course course he won. Bullshit. There should have never been a runoff. She got almost 40 percent of the votes out of all those people. She won. Right. And that story you did on her was amazing. Thank you. And it was thorough, too. You know, it was really nice to see and see your byline and see the observer. And like I said, when I heard all that news, it tripped me out, too. But they're still here. I think you should not, you know, let those checks build up somewhere and figure it out. You know, let them sit for a minute. Do whatever you got to do to keep your name out there, and do what you have to do because of course. you do have that voice, and there's no reason for you not to at this point. Like you said, yeah. you know, all the other things you said. But you just said you're single with no kids. You're doing this like once you have kids, it's a it is. You know, you're you're living it. Go, you're living <laughs> this hip hop world, hip hop really life am. for real. I am, and you know, and tell the people, tell them all about it. Like you could so easily mm-hmm. record these things on your phone, and like I'm going to show you what to do.
1: I'm really proud of myself because at the end of the day, like I have built a name for myself in the community just on my own. It wasn't like Audria with XYZ person like, no, Mm -hmm. it's Audria with Audria and me wanting to be with a person or people in the community, whatever. I mean, that was just because I felt like I needed help. I felt like I needed somebody to not necessarily guide me, but at least to help me. Have a confidant at the end of the day to let them know, hey, this and this happened at a show or like just decompress with it. You know, I really, Mm -hmm. I really, really crave that in community. Um, But, you know, like I said, it hasn't worked out, but it hasn't worked out the way that I wanted to. But that doesn't mean it hasn't worked out in general. Like I'm still here. The other person's still doing their thing. Great. Fucking great. Let's all be out in community together.
0: Why don't you find somebody you can bring into this community and teach, show them what's going down? That's too much work. Like, come on, takes, everything's. Work. I mean,
1: at the end of the day, like who knows what is in store for me? Fuck, I don't know. All I know is that I'm gonna continue. I'm gonna continue doing what I'm doing always, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna continue being the talented person that I am. I'm gonna continue uh, showing up as authentically as I can, and I'm probably gonna do it all single. You know, but oh, fuck, a- and on. so what? God damn it. Yeah. You know, so what?
0: Every day is a new day.
1: I am who I am and yep. it is what it is, you mm-hmm. know. So I- I'm very proud of myself for-, for what I have done in the community and how I've handled myself and how I've showed up. And if I make I have made plenty of mistakes in community, but I always try to right those wrongs mm-hmm. because I'm a human being. You know, of course, I'm going to make mistakes.
0: Well, in addition to making mistakes, I think you need to make content.
1: Yes. and the, <laughs> It's true. Like, it's yes, time, yes. you know? But the thing is, Matt, and let's be real, I have made content. It's right. just been private.
0: Right. It's so, just
1: been private, you know? But, but if I
0: show you how to do a thing where when you hit that button, it uploads and it's there, would you do it?
1: Yes, I do think it's time, but... You know, I just want to, I want to be able to get myself mentally ready. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I just moved into my new space. I've only been there for 11 days. So I got to, I just want to make my space a home before I can, um before I can like put out into the world. What I inter- I know, you know, Lynch Martinez. Um, and yeah, I, that's my boy. I know. And I interviewed him a long time ago. And I remember he's, I, I don't know the quote verbatim, but this is just us, this was just us talking in the car because he gave me a ride home. And uh, he said something like, you can't host a block party if you're not cleaning your house. Yeah. So I need to clean my house first, you
0: know. Yeah. But the house is always going to be a mess if you look at it that way.
1: Well, I mean, in terms of like, I, I just moved in. I understand. Look, I just you said, my. I just
0: told you in the last three years I didn't do shit because I've been dealing with a bunch of mess and family and this and that. You know, I've been doing... Little things here and there, but now I finally got a a Dev and the Dude tour coming up in October again. I've got yeah, that's great. Things happening again. It just is what it is. Every day is a new day. You deal with what you got to deal with and keep moving. And now, right now, what you make with disability and all that. Obviously, you're surviving. It's not enough, but you're surviving. So Mm -hmm. set that goal to get past that. Well, I would set the goal to get you know.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that I'm surviving. I like I'm doing my best to thrive. Yeah, you know. On my own, for sure, and and I'm I'm very proud of myself, you know. I mean, you but might, I think
0: you yourself, have, you there's a lot of opportunities and doors that can open once your voice gets out there even more.
1: And I mean, you mentioned Harris too, and like let's just bring him up because him and I, him and I have a friendship, and he's somebody that I that I come to and uh, talk with a lot about. Mm-hmm he's a confidant to me. And I remember telling him at a show we were at fresh Fridays and I told him I'm a genius because of what I've done with so little, I've made so much out of so so little. And that's so true. And Mm -hmm. I'm not, everybody could do that, but I've done that.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: No, I agree. But I want more people to hear it.
1: Yeah. And that's great. And they will, but it's like, I always want to be the person that goes at my own pace, you know? And you know, and also, too, you bring up a good point, because if Lance Scott Walker could take 20 fucking years to write a book, and I don't know where people egging him, I'm talking about, oh, when you when you going to put it out? When you going to put it out? Every day. Oh, they
0: were? Hell yeah. Okay. Those fools well, that he had I to talk to, know. those Houston people, was over that book. Where's your book? What's going on? I'd ask him all the time, what's happening? You know, and, and he told me and told me when he got the deal and all that, you know, like he's... Uh, Yes.
1: Well, I'm sure they were egging him on in a different light, you know, because at the end of the day, like he's he's a white man and I'm not. Oh, right.
0: come on. Listen here. All right. Let's talk. I'm a middle aged straight white male. <laughs> and I'll tell you this. One of the reasons you don't see me a lot of times because of the same emotional crap. Now, not maybe not the same exact little but I'm like, I don't want to hear it from these people telling me what I didn't do. I don't want to hear it from these people telling me, oh, you didn't look out for me. You didn't. Right. You hating on this. You didn't. Like, Fuck you, man. How about that? You know what I mean? I can't, I actually, in Austin, in the Austin hip-hop community, I have some great friends, really mm-hmm. great friends, amazing human beings.
2: Mm-hmm. I've
0: had more people come up to me and tell me what I didn't do in this community than I have. There is a negative side of this. There is a side of, of people that will bring you down and will hate on you. All you can do is move forward. And if it means, like, stepping away from some of those people and stepping away from that and saying, I ain't dealing with y'all anymore, yeah, then you have to do that. Like, I have to do that. It is what it is.
1: Dis- disability doesn't save me from criticism. Like, let's right. just put that out no, there. No, of course not. Like, because somebody could argue and be like, oh, I don't want to be, like, talking shit to a disabled person. <laughs> But at the same time, it's like I just want to be authentic to myself, and if if that invites criticism, then okay, I can I can criticism it. can
0: fuel you, you criticism know, criticism can like, help fuel your fire.
1: But honestly, honestly, like just being honest, I think I have been very scared to uh to be out there in a professional light, especially in hip hop, because I feel like hip hop is such a protected culture, and because I'm not. From, like, I didn't grow up really with hip-hop. I didn't grow up around you're, hip-hop. You're in it. Right. Now, it's not where you're from. Now, it's
0: not where you're from. It's where you're at. You're here. You're in it. Yes, I am. You're very much so in it.
1: Yeah, but that took time and energy. And, yeah. and that took years, years, years of experience with the community. Years of lived mm-hmm. experience with the community. So I really feel like I'm right on track because what if I had started the podcast in, like, fucking 2015? when I ju- When nobody knew who I was.
0: At all. A lot of people who really suck really bad started their podcast in 2015 <laughs> like, and they got better. It is what it is. Like, it's just, you know, so what if there's no, and fuck what if, you know, it is what today's another day. And like you, like I'm saying, okay, you were excited about the KUTX opportunity. I was very excited and about I was like, it. Hell yeah. Get this woman's voice on the air. That's I was dope. excited. Get her doing this. Cause this, we need this outlet get her moving. You know what though? Mm-hmm. If that didn't work out, didn't. I'm here to tell you, look at what we're doing right now. Yeah. You're gonna have just as many listeners to this, probably. Thank you. And that's about sixty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to be exaggerating here. No, it'd be a few hundred. It'll be a few hundred. But I mean shit. I'm just saying, like it's not like, you know, you just gotta get it started and gotta do it. You know, and there's a lot of people out there who pump themselves up more than they should, do this, do that. And none of that matters. It's you, and I'm trying to encourage you to know that the only way this is all going to happen is you push yourself a little further out there and let your voice be heard. We all know you.
1: Thank you. We
0: Uh, all listen to you. We all know that you've been there and you've got the knowledge of this and you definitely have the passion.
1: Thank you. Yeah.
0: So that passion translates onto that microphone to the people. They're going to listen, you know, and if it starts small with your just smaller community here, it's going to, it grows and grows and grows. It all happens, you know, and it, and, it's real easy to give up on a podcast too, because you know, you think everybody's getting tons of listens, but it's not always like that.
1: Well, for me, for me, it just feels like, um, I don't know. I just want, I just want to do right by the culture. I want to represent the culture, the best of my ability and in a good light. And I, it's just really scary to put myself out there. It's like, you know, back, back to Harris. I mean, I hope he doesn't listen to this and be like, fuck Audria. But, like, j- just going back to him and back to that conversation, like, I remember telling him, like, you have the, you know, he's an LNS crew. Like, you have the guys protecting you. I don't have nobody protecting me from it at the end of the day.
0: Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. I hear you. I hear you, but I don't know anybody who doesn't like you. Mm-hmm. I know a lot. No, I'm not saying LNS by any means. Those are my friends. I love them, but I've known a lot of crews that weren't the greatest, most healthiest people to be around. And like, like that's not like just because they're a crew, mm-hmm. there's no issues. That's not because like you know, any I've been you know I come from Houston, crazy people. <laughs> like you want to talk about being in a you know talk about Lance, writing oh. his book. Mm-hmm. Talking to the, all the South Side legends who were freaking leaned out of their mind. Like, Wr. like no, that wasn't simple either. Well, you know? I know.
1: Yeah, I know that he's not here to speak for himself. But like you knowing him, like, how do you think that that process was like for him writing the book?
0: Difficult. Yeah. Trying to get people to actually talk about a subject like that. Trying to get the, the truth. You know, because that's another big aspect of this, getting the, the real truth from this thing. You can't just take one guy telling you, Oh, this is what Screw did and that's where we were. Yeah. yeah. It's like you don't know that he was telling the truth. You gotta get that backed up ten times if you can. You know, and so like and I was there. I walked Slant into some of those clubs. I introduced him to K. Reno and the South Side dudes. Hey man Peter yeah. Best, you know, and they came and they were wanted to do the book and I was I knew what Peter's work was. I was like Yo, y'all need to deal with this dude, man. He's a real photographer. He's dope. Yeah. Lance, I've known since punk rock booking shows. And oh, stuff. how crazy. Because yeah. I was talking to you about Faya. So yeah, exactly. isn't it funny how Lance it all was, intertwines? We were both doing stuff you know in that scene and he was booking all the cool shows. Oh, he back started in the day as a booker. Even more so, musician, and everything. He did all kinds of things. And like oh. just coming from like the punk scene, the punk community, you get that DIY, do it yourself, just get out and do it. Be you. And make it happen. And that's really important. You know, like I think hip hop in a sense, as dynamic of a culture as it is, I don't think it's as open because, you know, there's definitely a punk fashion or whatever, but we don't have to look a certain way. We don't, you know, that you kind of askew all that stuff. And it's more like, what can I just do? And it's not for the money. It's not for this. Whereas hip hop, we're like, where's my money? Where's this? I am now. Mm-hmm. But like as a younger person, you know, we did so many things. I'm last didn't make any money off that book. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to speak for you, Lance. I'm talking about people writing music books in general. I mm-hmm. know. You don't. You, you can get
1: rich on so that So does Jessica Hopper make money?
0: I hope so. Making major television programs, but I don't know her. Off of her books. Off of her financial situation. I mean, books are often the catalyst for you to make money in other ways. Books are often the thing that makes you known to mm-hmm. so where the people are calling you as the expert or as you to come in and consult on this or be a part of this or create an incredible television series, that sort of thing. Like the books are often not the big money makers. They're the the makers of your name
2: mm-hmm. and the
0: show. It is what it is. I mean, and like like I said, I don't want to have no idea what Jessica made of her books or what. I don't even Manton, know why I asked that. But whatever. But. They didn't get rich off just writing books, for sure.
1: I mean, at the end of the day, like, writing is my strong point, And it's my passion. My My biggest passion is writing and journalism. Well, you're talking
0: all this sex shit. Write the next Fifty Shades ah! of Grey. No, 50 no, Fifty Shades no. of Grey. Make that like, money. That's like, money. That's a money-making not, book like, right there. Like,
2: like, like.
0: Come on. Write the Fifty still, Shades of Audra book. Audra, come on. I mean,
1: Jesus Christ, you know, at the end of the day, like, it that's was, the moneymaker. It was one experience well with another person.
0: Right? The no. uh no, I'm just saying like that's the type of shit that makes money. And I never read Fifty Shades of Grey, but <laughs> all these I, things you know, all these things are
1: I just said that to humanize myself.
0: That's cool, man. You're human.
1: Yes, I am. And it's it's kind of fucked up that like I have to always remind myself, you know. I remember ah, Go mm-hmm. ahead, no. I just I wanted to say like I remember in my old apartment I had written on the mirror like you are human and it's fucked up that that has to be an affirmation to me that I see every day that I wake up right and I think for me like now that I've tried to have a healthier relationship with my body uh, mentally and physically and emotionally I think it's just about um, humanizing myself in my life too and normalizing that I get around on the Metro mm-hmm. normalizing that I have advocated for better treatment and longer hours, normalizing that I have changed a lot in the city and that I ha I have done it all single.
0: Hell yeah. You know, hell yeah. You know, I think that, talking about affirmations though, when you start putting these things out there, you're going to get the affirmations. Thank you're going to get him. more affirmations that you need and want and start seeing it physically and, in the press, in the, in the, you know, in the words and the people telling you, Oh, I heard your podcast. Oh, I love that. I can't believe you got to talk to him, her, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah.
1: It is time. It, it is time. And it's to, so
0: easy now. It's yeah. so easy.
1: I, I just feel like, it, of course, I want to always have a larger, a larger um, goal in mind, right. With all, with all that I've done in the community. And it's, it's always been my, my goal to, to write something. Um, But I I do think that the podcast will help people to see me in a more professional light.
0: And the podcast will build that archive of conversations that you can go build off of into your book. And that makes you do it like every week. Every week you have a goal of three podcasts or one podcast or whatever. And I mean... We could go down there to the public access, see what the deal is. Get yeah. you on get you on camera. Go talk.
1: Let's figure it out. Yes, for sure. I mean,
0: you're doing fine on the mic here right now.
1: Thank you, thank you. I remember um, Stacy was the first person to interview me off her show, and then I remember Smack Smackola. Who's Stacy? Stacy uh, with she works with uh, Kenny drums
0: Ah, okay, okay.
1: Yeah, um, she uh she had. A zoom meeting with me and she uh put it on youtube and um yes but but then before that i remember when smackola had black tea talk in the pandemic he would have like a radio call-in show and i would call in and we would talk on air right mm-hmm. so yeah i mean i guess i've had a couple of experiences now i have this experience um thank you for that but I just, it, it's so hard to put myself out there. Mm
2: hmm.
0: I it don't is. know. I, I'm it's so, real hard. Yeah.
1: It's it's re- like, even though I can come with all this like energy and be like, I know who I am and I'm proud of myself. No, no, no. I mean, it, like, I'm still learning to rewire my brain in terms of ableism and like internalized ableism and always trying to um, put myself on the best track and like write another story for myself. You know. So yeah, I'm in that process. Are
0: you on any meds for your head? No. See me neither. Maybe we need to do that.
1: I mean, (laughs) I think I think I'm good. I think I'm perfectly centered.
0: I hear you, but I also hear some of the things you're saying, and I'm thinking to myself some of the time, like some of, you know, your head, your your brain is can be your worst enemy, holding you back. But I think
1: too, it's it's literally living as a disabled person out in the world.
0: But then, what was the key word besides living in that one? What was the key word in that last statement? You think? I think what? You just made that statement. I think it is that being a disabled person out in this world. You because think it,
1: because it, because because I'm constantly like, I'm constantly going around these right. barriers or these stereotypes or these X Y Z, and it's like when you when you, I don't want to say fight to show up authentically, but it is. It's it is hard to you know figure it out especially in Austin, fuck, and especially on fixed income.
0: Fixed income? It, why do you say especially in Austin? And I say that genuinely because of curiously. the affordability. Affordability, yeah. I
1: mean, I don't want to live with three college kids mm-hmm. as a 35-year-old, but I mean that's also not the only option. I mean, you know, there's foundation communities, there's smart housing, but like all of that is like a maze. That I haven't figured out yet.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I hear you. I hear you.
1: So all I can tell myself is, I have a fucking degree. I have a good head on my shoulders, and I there's no reason why I can't have a job. Mm-hmm. You know. Because I do want to have all these things, I want. It's like I was telling my cousin, like everybody deserves a chance to create their own life.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: even though hip hop has allowed me to create my own life professionally and personally, like. I want the chance to create a home life for myself. the right. The home life that I want, hmm. and that's something that living on disability just cannot afford me.
0: Well, look at your new podcast that you're starting this week. As I am a, not sorry. Uh, like, let's, let's look at this as your resume that you're building every single time you drop one. Every single time you drop a podcast right. with an interesting conversation with somebody, and it. I usually we're a little over an hour now. We don't okay. have to stop it. We I usually go around an hour, so you could do 15 minutes. You could right. do 20, 30 minutes. You could do three. Joe Rogan he comes i've never listened to it i don't care what you think about (laughs) it i I don't uh, care what you think about it i've never listened to a full you know my friends have been on there willie d's been on there Uh things so yeah i've checked it out i've Mm -hmm. never listened to three hours of willie d i never listened to a three-hour podcast i don't get it for what you know like that's nuts
1: talking chilling so
0: there's no rules but i'm saying he can put out he put out this one dude who i can't listen to even for two seconds he put out a five-hour podcast recently who can listen to two dudes talking for five hours? There's a problem in society. No. There's a lot of problems in society. But so I'm saying, like, you're, so there's no rules. Yeah. It would be good. your podcast could be a 10 minute conversation on the street with Kid Jones.
1: No, it's funny that you mentioned Kid because, you know, back then when I first started, um, uh i would i would always try to set up a time with uh with a person let's say i wanted to interview you and if you could go back to those emails and me trying to get to talk to you you know back then like 2015 and uh trying to schedule an interview or whatever with somebody i would always try to schedule it like oh do you have you know whenever is best for you and kid was the person um i want to say like 2016 2017 2018 i don't remember but um, he was the person that was like, no, whenever you see a person that you want to interview, just like automatically right there, you know. And he really changed my life in that way because that helped me to interview um, Bun B. That helped me to interview the person from A Tribe Called Quest. That helped me to interview Nardwar. I mean, all these people that I just saw that I knew when the, when the whenever I was going to see them again, I wouldn't know, you mm-hmm. know. So, yeah. Thank you, kid, for that.
0: That's dope. Yeah. For sure. And, like, this is the type of thing now that you can... I'm going to show you when we get off here on your phone. We're going to download it, download that pro- program. Yeah. That
1: app. I mean, let, let okay, I can promise the community that it can come because it's something that I want to do.
0: Friday. No. Dropping Friday. No. Dropping Friday. I,
1: I'm not all the way there yet, but I can promise you that. Monday. I, I can promise you that I can be on that trajectory.
0: October 1st. Uh, it's September 12th.
1: Well, I'm also gonna volunteer for B Boy City full time. You know. So who are you gonna talk to that's there? Five. That's five days that. They're who are doing you gonna talk festival. to there? Well, I was just planning on interviewing. I mean, I'm not interviewing. I'm sorry, volunteering. And uh,
0: in your downtime with your phone, your break, live from B Boy City.
1: That would Padre be fun. Diaz. I I just really haven't. I just really haven't explored that to be honest. Like I always want to be transparent with the community. I always want to be honest with the community, and. I just haven't done that. That's all I could say. I just haven't done it yet.
0: I don't believe that you have. It doesn't mean, you know.
1: Well, yeah, you're right. I have.
0: You don't have to. I mean, honestly, you don't ever have to do a podcast. You don't ever have to write a book, but I know you want to. Yeah. I and know it's in there for you. Yeah, so I, I want to tell you, like, there's steps you can take that will be so easy.
1: Tiana Blackchild, hi. She 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 was the one that was like do your own thing, Megs. From Magna Carta was the one that was like you should do your own thing. Every a lot of people that I talked to was like you should do your own thing. And that's great. Thank you because I was feeling kind of I was feeling really low whenever the KUTX thing didn't work out, but I mean that's just natural. But I mean, yeah.
0: Man, ain't shit worked out for me in this city in a long time. I'll tell <laughs> you right now. So I understand how you feel. I, and this is the not calling back capital of the universe as well. This is the, the not don't call, no reply capital mm. of the universe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's an Austin thing to just not reply.
1: Well, I'm very proud of the roots that I've the roots that I've made in the community, mm-hmm. and I'm very proud of the roots that I've made with my work. I mean, it's not for nothing, you know. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: I've done it all myself.
0: So that's it. Now it's time, podcast October first four first four episodes dropping October first. Um, four thirty minute episodes that um live from B Boy City live from. Uh,
1: I'm just not there yet, but I will get there at some point. It's just <clears throat> like it's just I'm just slow, is all. But that's okay because I'm constantly pushing through so much. You know.
0: Every day, new day.
1: Yeah, I mean I am a d I am who I am moving out in the world and it's very challenging, you know. But I'm doing it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna not do it. Mm-hmm. You know. I
0: mean, so you're you're saying October first?
1: I'm saying it'll come.
2: October. Oh, I can I can
1: weeks. I can <laughs> say on the air that okay, yeah, I'll figure it out. Let's see what's up. Mm-hmm. Let's see what's up. I can figure it out, and I can be on that road to figuring it out, and it will come when I'm ready.
0: Do you have a laptop? And that's yes. A decent laptop. Yeah. Like in the last five years. Yes. All right, and we can make it even better. Okay. All I gotta do is I gotta find my uh, uh, my I have USB mics somewhere in a box.
1: What is the theme of this podcast to too? Like just.
0: It's a freestyle. Every a every freestyle? podcast I do is a freestyle. You oh. thought you knew that.
1: Well, I'm really grateful that I was on. And thank you so much for, for validating my professional experience in that way. Um,
0: You're going to let some white man validate your professional experience. Come on. It's 2023.
1: I mean, but it's also like the professional world in general. I, God damn it.
0: Well, I mean, no. I did I get you, you there?
1: Or did I get you there? You know what I'm saying? You've been
0: doing it. <laughs> you know, it's all good. Nobody here is tr- You know, we're all like. We're waiting we're pulling for you thank you and, uh, thank you if you want some help seeing how to like you know quote-unquote do production like mm-hmm. the simplest of stuff it's really not hard
1: right i'm <clears throat> excited i think it'll be great i just i just need i just need to figure it out and i need i need to know that i can do it on my own um and, and not, not to keep going back to that conversation with Harris, but I remember telling him, like, you know, everybody was talking about Barbie, Barbie, Barbie when, when the movie came out. Barbie was an astronaut. Barbie was a teacher. Barbie, 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 Barbie. Well, what if Barbie had done all that shit single? Would people be talking about Barbie the same way if she didn't have Ken?
0: I tried to watch that movie and I thought it was horrible. Okay, so
1: I, I mean I don't I fucking really don't know. know. No, you know but, I watched it too, but whatever. No, I'm I'm well, Ken really like enough. Yeah. I'm I'm Ken enough for the people who saw the movie.
2: Yeah.
1: But yeah. I mean, shit. You know, I'm audrey enough, I guess. At the end well, of the I day, I want to
0: say for the most part, I hope you find everything you want in life. But I hope you don't get fifty million creepsters hitting you up on social media after this <laughs> podcast. They're gonna hear you talking like that, and they're gonna be out there finding your Instagram and. Right. Sending them messages, them DMs, like, as they say, these young people do DMing.
1: The DMs don't mean shit. At the end of the day, you know.
0: I don't even know how to check my DMs. I don't, think. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but
1: I'm really thankful for this opportunity to um shed more light into who I really am as a person. You know, I'm not just some doll that's always out at shows. Fuck, like I, I'm a person, and. I would like to be treated as a person, and I feel like sometimes I'm not.
2: Hmm.
0: Well, I hate everybody. So dropping <laughs> gy-
1: dro- dropping some gems at the end of the podcast. I hear you. But like, just please, like, for anybody listening and anybody who just sees me out in community, just just treat me, just human, treat me with humane respect, you know. And I, I feel like I don't get that. Sometimes just treat me, treat me like a person and not like some doll or some inspirational messiah. Like I'm not an angel. I'm a human being just trying to figure it out.
0: Well, that's I think every day is a new lesson to learn. And I'm glad you are able to come here on talk. So real and talk very real about your life and your journey and what you're doing and committing to the people for October 1st
1: no I'm not
2: committing I'm really to glad. it.
1: I'm not doing that like I'm let really me
2: glad that like, you came on here.
1: let me be who I am and let me go at my own pace <laughs> and I will always like I will always fight to have my voice you know what I mean like let me let me just do it how I want to do it if I'm gonna do it
0: I mean, if you got the Bun B interview on your phone right now, we put it up.
2: I'll have it but up in 30 minutes. I mean, minutes. he
1: really didn't say much. Just being for real. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but let me tell you, I think that's that's the importance of getting to know somebody. Of that was just me like, oh, like anybody else. Oh, hey. You know, I saw him at Bun B's Backyard. You know, you mentioned the cool Keith. Well, back then it was Bun B's Backyard Barbecue. So I went up to him and I and I just I just asked him if I could interview him. He didn't know me. But what if he had built a relationship with me over the past eight years? Would Mm -hmm. it be different? It probably would have. Which just to round it all about is that's how I've been trying to build up a relationship with a community so they can trust me enough to be a vessel for them.
0: What do you think the best interview you've done so far is? (sighs)
1: Honestly, honestly... I will. I will. You know, I'm wearing my hip hop grew up shirt, and uh, Mr. Blake's Spavu, he really helped me to see my life in such a different way, mm-hmm. and I'm really thankful because I didn't know what a lens was when I was, you know, 28, but I know what a lens is when I'm 35, mm-hmm. and that and that changed my life. And I, I always I I let him know like I'm growing up in hip hop. I'm not all the way grown up yet. Mm-hmm. But I but I'm doing my best and, and I'm really appreciative of him for changing my life in that way. Hip hop Austin Hip Hop has changed my life.
0: Do you have that interview on your phone? I, I have it somewhere? in my old phone, yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And this is this is twenty fifteen, I wanna
2: say.
0: Oh man. Yeah. I think you should call Meg's Megs and say, Look, Megs. Hi, Megs. I'm starting my podcast. I, love you. I did a great podcast with, with Magna Carta before. They're great. <laughs> Sit down and say, look, I've got this deal. I got to get it out by October 1st. I need you to come over tomorrow. We're going to do this interview. I
1: mean, I mean, but honestly, too, like, I'm very fortunate that I that I have built up a great friendship with Megs Kelly and that I am able to call her
0: exactly for for whatever.
1: But I'm just like not to single her out, but I'm just saying that I've done my best to build that with everyone that I've come across and you know, I don't have that relationship with everybody in the community, mm-hmm. right? But I'm, I'm really grateful that...
0: Is there a number one person here that you would like to talk to that you haven't gotten to yet?
1: What What do you mean, like in terms of locally?
0: Yeah, an Austin artist who you really think I need to have in my story and i have not <gasps> Oh, Candy Fresh. Him. Yeah?
1: Candy Fresh, yes. I would love to talk to Candy.
0: Young? Was Candy, Candy Fresh.
1: Fresh. Candy Fresh was the first woman... Um, and Tierney was the, was the yeah. person who told me when I interviewed him that she was the first person um to have a record deal. Okay. She was the first woman to... Ha- I, I'm sorry. Fact check. Fact check. She was the first woman to have a record deal out in okay. Austin. First woman rapper. Okay. Yeah. Let's find her. Right.
0: We'll find Candy Fresh.
1: I would love to talk to Candy Fresh, and I would love, love, love... To, and I have already interviewed her, but I would love to have it on the podcast. Tracy, she is she needs to have more credit in the community. Tracy with KZI. Oh, yeah. She's incredible. And I just want to tell you, I love you, Tracy. And I recognize your work and, and all that you've done in the community. So, yeah.
0: Man. All right, we're
1: it, it would be so great to start with women in the community. Women pioneers, you know, Candy Fresh, Tracy. Mm-hmm. Erica, I I've um, interviewed Erica from the Cooley Girls. You know, oh yeah, before. yeah, yeah.
0: Well, that's dope. I mean, they were a big part of the foundation here for sure. Yeah,
1: I know. I know that. You know, of course, I'm going to be at the Hip Hop Awards. Yep. So a lot of people are coming to the to the Community Awards. But um, you know, I I know that we're probably getting long winded now. But I just want right. I just want to let the community know that. I'm always going to have their best interest at heart. And I'm always going to do my best to do right by the community. And I just want to thank the community for trusting me and uh, for helping me to shape who I am as a person. And it's because of hip-hop that I am who I am. As cor- it, I don't mean to sound corny, but you know, it's because of the community that I've been able to um, have
0: as much strength that I do to advocate for what I do. All right, I got Candy Fresh scheduled for you tomorrow at 1230. You're going to go meet her at the... I'm just kidding. I'm working on it, though. See, I'm on the phone here looking. I'm going to find it. I appreciate you coming down here and giving me your time. I love it. For sure. I
1: love it. I came on Metro Access, yes. Yes, no
0: doubt. (laughs) To his
1: apartment, yes.
0: No doubt. Well, I appreciate you coming here and... uh, Wanna get you set up. I wanna see you do things. Let's do
1: it. I'm ready. I just like give me some time. Just give me a little bit of time to get things straightened out in my home life and
0: you wanna give people your socials or way to get in touch with you or they wanna hear, you know Um,
1: I'm pretty I I'm online. really honestly I'm really not on social media. I'm just not I mean I'm connected on social media, but I did have a bit of um whenever like I, I put something that you know I, I felt I was misconstrued by it just really hurt me and I And I just kind of stopped writing on social media at all because I felt like let let me let me I know we have to finish but let me have to finish okay well well let me have this as a strong point in our in our conversation I think the reason why I've been so scared is because I know what a responsibility it is to have the community relationships that I do it comes with a lot of trust and it comes with a lot of um a lot of i don't know the other word that i was trying to say but a, a lot of trust and i don't want to um abuse that trust i don't want to neglect that trust i want to hold that trust very sacred in my heart and i want the protection that i have with that trust to shine in my work mm-hmm. because i'm not the only journalist out there no but i can assure the community that i'm going to do my best to fact check i'm going to do my best to um be a vessel for the community to have them represented in the most authentic light that they can. And, um, again, that, that goes back to Bob Blake's when he said, um, let, let me see if I quote you right, Mr. Blake's. He said, uh, somebody who is not for me can never correctly tell my story, or maybe I need to like verbatimly read his words.
0: He just wrote that on Instagram today too, yeah. by the way.
1: Yeah. He did. I feel like I need to go to his Instagram post and like directly quote him now just to get it right
0: as long as the hunter writes the
1: give me let me let me go to his instagram (laughs) let me go to his instagram really quick and just make sure that i'm quoting him right because honestly this is how i want to represent myself and represent the community um let's see here he says till the lion writes history the hunter will always be the hero and he says because somebody who's not for me can never correctly tell my story and I just want him and everybody else to know that I'm for you, and I I'm thankful for that.
0: And so the podcast drops October first. Audrey Diaz, she's here. Um, she's gonna tell her story. She's telling her story. The lion's out. Oh, I know Jesus. the hunters out. The hunters out. The lion is the lion is uh, I don't emerging. Even,
1: I don't even know what what I don't want to be hunted. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be hunted, and I'm scared. Um, I'm just, I'm afraid. As, <sighs> as much as I want to be there for the community, I'm just afraid.
0: You take the bus at 2 in the morning, and you're telling us about being afraid.
1: Well, I take Metro, well, well, back then. See, you know, I ain't taking
2: the bus I at 2 in the morning.
1: That, yeah, but it's also like ne- you. Nece- no. necessity. You know, you I needed scared. to take the bus at 2 in the morning. You ain't scared. Honestly, like, let's be real. If you're saying that we're not on time limit, but like something that I want to say is like, people, I feel like people do have perceptions of me, and like, I'm afraid to be a more full, full person
2: in people's eyes.
1: Does that make sense?
0: Oh, hopefully, you'll go back and listen to all the things you're saying on this podcast and realize that you have nothing to be afraid of at this point. Thank
1: you. And honestly, just to like explain myself a little bit with partnership and all that like i i just felt like if i had somebody in the community by my side i felt like not necessarily that i would be taken more seriously but i just felt like i would have a shield um and without that it feels really scary i hear that
0: you know can i tell you i used to stand behind women at shows just so dudes wouldn't come talk to me too i'd be like no i'm here with you know don't bother i can't talk to you right now man She's, are you serious hell yeah my wife wouldn't go to i mean okay my well now she will but like back in the day i was like i'd be out there and i'd be just be like let me go oh, stand with the stand with the oh, ladies wait
1: a second do you mean like <laughs> do you mean like rappers or people that yeah. wanted to get on your radar yeah Oh, you're being for real. You're not not joking. Oh
0: shit! I'm not kidding at all.
1: So you see, you're like yes, I see. Wow, you heard it here first, people. I've been there. That was a real. That was a real fear that I had, and a real. I guess I wanted to like navigate. It was like I wanted to navigate. I just thought that I could navigate it easier in that way. You know, Mm -hmm. it would be great for you to have some couples in the community for them to talk about how they've navigated the the community through their, um, marriage or their partnership.
0: It ain't easy.
1: Like, is it a privilege or is it harder? I don't know. Cause I've, I haven't been there. Mm. I've wanted to be there, but I'm not there. And I'm just, Adria, Adria <clears throat> with a perceived podcast that maybe will come out soon, but. I think it's a great opportunity. So I would like it to come out. But let's just be real, all this came out because KUT didn't hire me and then KUTX didn't want me to volunteer with them. So thank you, I guess.
0: Hmm. Hey, every door that closes is a new opportunity. A new door opens. That does all there is to it. Doesn't matter.
1: Yes, and, and No,
0: nothing none of that matters.
1: I really do need to get a job. Um, that'll help sustain me in Austin. And I feel like the podcast will show employers that I can have experience and I can have the professional experience that they want in media. Hopefully
0: it's like a physical resume that you put out every week.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know of every week, but you know, let's get it going. Mm -hmm. I'm telling myself, I'm telling the community like, okay, let's figure it out. There you go.
0: Yeah. Well, just promise us when it all happens and you do get that partner, you don't give up on all of us and just start Netflix. and <laughs> um, sitting 100% there and you're like, no. You're going to be watching all the Netflix shows. 100% start
1: no. I mean,
0: TV series, honestly, chilling on the couch.
1: Um, no. Like, every, That's what I did. Like, everybody needs home life, right? But I think, like, the person that I wanted to be with or the person that I still do want to be with, like, I'll always want to be with him. I mean, at the end of the day, like, we... we I put community first. He puts community first. So I felt like that's what would make our relationship work. But that's just me, you know. I don't know what he would, what he's thinking. But that's what I was thinking.
0: All right. Well, don't tell the so, other guys what you just told me.
1: What other guys?
0: Any of these other guys are going to probably start messaging you after this. No, podcast. they're not. Just be like, man, nah, he's out. I'm sick of it. I don't care about his community. He's out. He's, <laughs> I
2: mean, at the end
1: of the day, no. Like, and that—that's kind of why I.
2: That's it. Out.
1: That's kind of why I haven't looked for anybody else outside of this person cuz like who the hell else would understand? Maybe I'm not giving a person a chance. But like who would understand? Maybe. Who would understand what it's like in the community and what it's like to be in the community day in and day out and like always at shows. I mean, you're talking about me. The most I've gone to in a day is like 7 shows and I was out like all day and night. There there's times when like I would leave at 12 p.m and not come back till 12 Mm a.m and that's just all on metro and going to shows and like catching the bus catching the bus catching the bus you know and i'm just hoping that moving too fast for him yeah i'm shit i'm moving too fast for my goddamn self (laughs) but like i'm proud of i'm really really proud of all that i've done and i'm really grateful that you know to be here with you and to have this to look back on or hear back on and you know, just remember that it's not for nothing. You know, I I have built a great life for myself.
0: Good, good. Well, I appreciate you coming on here as well and Mm -hmm. definitely going to hold you to some of this stuff. Yes, hold me accountable. Yes, I know.
1: Let's go for it. Get your
0: voice out there. It's good.
1: Yes, thank you. And thank you for being that uh, catalyst for me. I appreciate no it. No
0: problem. I appreciate all of you out there for listening as well. Talk So Real with Matt Sanzala. There ain't no rules here. It comes out when it comes out. <laughs> and we do what we do. Appreciate you coming down, Audria. And, uh,
1: yes. Just uh, help me to get. give me a little bit of grace. Yeah.
0: Know? Well, I'm, no, that's over. Uh, grace is over. I'm trying to it's give done. myself a little bit of grace. Grace know? is gone. Grace left. It's October 1st. Everybody's anticipating. People are excited. October
1: first, fuck. That's soon. That is so soon.
0: Calm eggs. Um, I
1: mean, I, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just so soon, and I'm, I'm. I'm, This
0: podcast may never end until you commit on air live to the people. I don't know.
1: Let's let's commit. (laughs) okay, okay. Give me a couple months. Like let's say let. What's wrong with November first?
0: Nothing. Nothing.
1: Okay. It's fine.
0: Now well, then, people are gonna okay. be busy with Halloween and Thanksgiving, all that. I'm thinking <laughs> you might a little sooner than that.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay.
0: What? We're gonna figure it out. Yes. I'm gonna show that, you how that's easy. That's my is. favorite thing. I'm gonna show you right now on this how easy it is.
1: Okay. You. You know what? Like, I, I was going through depression when things didn't work out with that one guy that I was with back then. Um, and I went through a depression from like 2015, the later end of 2015 to like. All of 2016. And I remember Robert Hine from the league. I remember the best advice he ever told me was, you'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we'll figure it out. And It'll now be all he's right. a
0: major photographer. Yes. It's dope. Yeah. Already, well, I'm going to show you now. We're going to cut this off. Get on the, the laptop. and show you a couple of things. And I appreciate everybody for listening. Talk So Real with Matt Sanzala on all your favorite platforms. Hit me up, Matt at Pushermania.com. Matt Sunzala on Instagram and talk so realist on Twitter or X or whatever see I don't even know how to do social media like everybody else has it all real right and I got all different names it's, it's terrible it's terrible see don't follow, don't follow my lead that's all i'm saying
1: Thank you all for listening to me
0: For sure thank you everybody